It's the Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. With Mitchell Phillips and Spencer Callender. Hey! Welcome to the Hats Off, Gloves Off podcast. No fading out this week, I guess. Jesus Christ. Who you got? What intern you got running the boards over there, Jerm? It's we, we're doing the best we can. He's wearing Corona gloves, so we're we are trying, especially guys. quarantined. Um, <laughs> I'm in my living room. We're over Skype. I'm talking to Jeremy Beam down in Hollywood and Spencer Callender in the great state of Utah. Yeah, I'm in. I'm literally in a basement in someone's basement right now. <sighs> um, but we will not be stopped. We are like uh, those great patriots who sought revenge. For Pearl Harbor and those dirty Japanese, we um, we will not be stopped until until we drop two of those big bombs. Let me see. Sorry, I gotta. My phone's going off. Turn uh, that off. It's pod time, baby. Yeah, my bad. I only knew about this for eight hours. Attention. So this hats off, gloves off. We do uh, hats off to those who deserve it. Gloves off to those that deserve it. Gloves off to producers eating. But thank God he muted himself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what he's eating. I can't stop watching him. Is that mac and cheese? I'll quit. We just want to know. It's great because you're muted. Normally, the sound of people chewing makes me want to kill myself. But uh, you're muted. Uh, Eat away, baby. There's some feedback. Uh, there's some what? Feedback. All right, don't worry about it. We got a great producer. He'll fix it in post. Um, so hats off to those who deserve it. Gloves off to those who deserve it. Pats on the back and pats on the fanny. Um, I've got, oh yeah, yeah, he hit his screen. He's eating now for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this is a fun one real quick. Uh, Spence, uh, a West Virginia man. Hold on. Is um, this a gloves off or a hat? Oh, sorry. This is a hats off. Hats off to you, sir. Positivity in the world. So hats off to this guy. Um, he had the cops called on him for a domestic dispute. So, you know, domestic, it doesn't have to be like physical violence. It could be, you know, anything. It could just be screaming and a neighbor could overhear it and call. Yeah, it could have been like a lesbians across the hall, you know. <laughs> oh, they're the worst. <laughs> call they got back. a chihuahua now. Oh, fucking Christ. Of course they did. So this guy, um, the cops are on their way to his house. He gets in a foot chase with them, right? Um, this is in West Virginia. He decides to hop into the Ohio River and just fucking huck finned his way down the river on a log. <laughs> He's like the guy in No Country for Old Men. He just jumps in the river when the dog's chasing him. But yeah. a log, that's amazing. Yeah, he hops on the log with his friend Jim, apparently. <laughs> but he brought a buddy? No, I'm just kidding. Was, oh. There's another huck oh, finn reference. A huck finn joke, my bad. I was uh, like, what? No, he hopped on a log and it just took him down the river. And I guess he was like uh, super relieved. But the reports say when he got out of the water to a waiting ambulance and police cruisers, he was uh, <laughs> he was a bit shocked, to say the least. Oh, man. Well, I, f- I mean, the thing about West Virginia, I've never been there, so I might be ignorant to the state. But I feel like I've heard it's almost heaven. <laughs> Those Blue Ridge Mountains, baby. I can't. But I've heard that, um, I, I imagine that. Literally 100% of the state has beat their spouse. Like, you can't even <laughs> live there. Like, you have to fill out a card and be like, yes, I have beaten up my spouse. Okay, welcome to West Virginia. Have you not? Where they start running, like, exemption census. <laughs> like, have you ever beaten up your wife? Well, here's the keys to the city and a giant pair of scissors. You're going to open the new library, sir. Here's her double wide. Get in there. If you don't, if you haven't hit your wife, I'm gonna assume you also know how to read, which makes you the only man in town. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it's like an idiocracy when that when uh, Luke Wilson just becomes the president because he's the only semi-smart guy. <laughs> it's what clients crave. Um, so that's a fun one, but uh, he's uh, in trouble. So he's a naughty boy. Bummer. That's all I've got. I like his effort. Well, shout out to the Cabell County Sheriff's Department. Well, I got a hats off. Hats off to you, sir. It's all right. Calm down. It's really a major Mondo hats off um, because, as you know, I'm in Utah, and I want to let the fans know I'm not recklessly driving across the country. But uh, my lady love, 
just very me. carefully driving across the country. Yeah, my lady love wanted me to go because she's exposed to the corona. She's in the medical field. My sister wanted me to come out, help with some things. So I thought, why not? So I'm as I'm driving, I I don't want to spread any of this. Like, what if I have it? So like I'm halfway to Utah and I'm about to turn around just because I'm thinking like she has three kids. My sister has a baby. Like if I'm infected, I'm going to feel horrible. But so I want to just go all the way there and not make any stops other than get gas. I don't want to go into quickie marks or the truck pumps stop. are dangerous. They're saying, yeah, well, stay I had, for three days on the pump. I know I had, I had wipes. So I was being pretty uh, vigilant with wiping stuff down and everything. But my problem is you, if you know anything about me, I, one of my great passions is truck stops, liquor stores, convenience stores, flying J's loves. Yeah. Flying J loves. I love them. I love going in there and seeing that they're still sell, selling layer of the cable guy CDs. I like <laughs> just checking out everything about it. So no I'm shirts below a medium. Yeah. Yeah. And they have those shirts that say like, if you can read this, the bitch fell off like a motorcycle. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just the loves are the best because they have like an actual CD section and they sell stuff. Yeah. It's next value. to the it's next to Subway in the movie theater. Yeah, and a Taco Bell. And it's, yeah, it's wild. They actually have like a little arcades. Anyway, I'm obsessed with it. So I'm super bummed, but I'm thinking I'm going to do my part as an American and not go into any of these. Like, yeah, go grab, you know, go to a gas station, grab a soda if you need it, but I'm going to be a real good boy. But then when I get outside Barstow, <laughs> I see a billboard for a place called Eddie, Eddie World california's largest gas station so i start losing my fucking it's almost mind. worth a field trip yeah no dude so i'm losing my mind and i'm bummed i'm by myself and i don't get to experience it like with you guys or you know have a friend with me and i'm like you know what i'm gonna be a good citizen and not go there i'm gonna go to the arco that's 15 miles further that's Holy what i'm gonna shit. do <laughs> i'm looking so, up the pictures so oh I for do sure that. they have an ice cream buffet dude they have an ice cream buffet the outside has the biggest ice cream statue i've ever seen and you can see it from the fruit but check this so i go to the arco 15 miles past uh-huh. i go inside the clerk goes like my gas the gas isn't working i go in the clerk says ah oh, we lost power we've it's been off for a couple hours we can't give you gas so i'm like shit i get in my car and I look for the next gas station. Next gas station is 50 miles away. I only have like five miles left in my tank. So I'm then forced to drive to backtrack 15 miles to Eddie World. So I didn't plan on going, but I went in there and holy shit, we need to go. It sucked because <laughs> it's like the restaurant inside was shut down. The ice cream buffet was shut down. So it was kind of depressing. But this dude, uh-huh. this is a primo gas station. One, I'm looking at the photos. For practicality, when you pump your gas, every single gas pump has an air hose, which is the classiest move ever. In Hollywood, you have to like fight six people just to get a parking spot to even, you know, get your air. So it's one of those you're there, you're like, yeah. Let's yeah or let's or you, you go inside, you have them turn the air on. You're like, hey, I bought a Gatorade. Can you turn the air on for me? And then... They turn the air on, but the, they know perfectly well the fucking hose doesn't work. Yeah, or but they it's turned off by the time you, like, unwrangle it, or you have to yell at a Uber driver who's just sitting there on his lunch break, you know? Yeah. Like, let me... <laughs> so it's beautiful, because, you I, like, my tires seem fine, but it's like, yeah, might as well top them off a little bit. So they this ice cream statue is unbelievable. Then when you walk in, there's it's it's a castle, and it just says, welcome home on the top of the building. And let me tell you, I felt like I was at home. It was incredible. So I gotta go. You know what I'm thinking? I think that ice cream was already there. I think that was, this place was repurposed. Okay. Maybe. I, I don't think it was this big, but that giant ice cream, I'm looking at it now. It's kind of familiar. But what was that movie where the kids like, uh, with fucking, uh, what's his name? Um, God damn it. From, uh, what was his oh, God damn uh eric and cory topanga boy meets world, boy meets world. yes when his, i do remember that when his little brother has the power glove you remember that movie and they got to go to like the nintendo competition 
No, I don't know that movie. But that's strange you say that because in an episode of Boy Meets World, Corey and Eric are road tripping and they go to a place that has the world's largest uh, frozen yogurt statue. And Eric falls in love with the girl and decides he's not going back to Pennsylvania. So that is weird that you said that, but you weren't talking about it. Savage. Ben Savage. Ben Savage. No, I've never seen the Power Glove movie. No, it's all right. There's a giant ice cream there. I, I'm thinking so, now that I'm looking at this. Oh, it also says Yerma, California, new gas station, gas with class. <laughs> Dude, it is. And it's got to be new, because I've made that drive many times. It's a drive to Vegas. Oh, yeah. I, I've never even heard of this place, and I've, I grew up in this area. So check it out. You walk in. They have the majority of the aisles are just candy. So they have... They just bag up all these candies and slap Eddie World stickers on it. But it's like love it sour ropes. But they have mango, blue raspberry, tropical flavors I've never heard of. They have like every candy you could think of. And then they have all those like kitschy sodas, you know, where it's like this is a brand you've never heard of before. But it's in a bottle. Old yeah. Sarsaparilla. Well, because you find those places that are like um, like the, there's a place called Charlie Brown's out off like uh, Palmdale Boulevard. It's only like an hour and a half from here, but it's like one of those places where they sell like the Velociraptor and like Giant Rooster or like the Porcelain Bob's Big Boy out front. But you go oh, inside yeah. and they have like homemade beef jerky and like trinkets and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this, yeah, but this, this is, place. but I love the places like a Barstow Station. Barstow Station, it's got that McDonald's in the train station. They have that where it's like, it's like you meet them halfway in the middle where it's like corporate, but also like uh, kitschy, like you said. Yeah, they have that stuff. There's one like uh, right before Fresno, and they have like a bunch of like pickled stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have a bunch <laughs> yeah. of cheese. They have a bunch of cheese, a restaurant, and then they just happen to have like a goat and a parrot. Oh yeah, yeah. This place. Um, you remember that in the '90s? I mean, fucking Tiger King is popular right now. But do you remember when you used to be able to go like in the '90s? You just go to like a hardware store, and they'd have a bobcat. No, I don't remember that. I guess you grew up in Long Beach, but... I've never seen... I mean, I've seen, like, a pit bull, but never a bobcat. No, businesses used to just have, like, a a serval. You know what I mean? Or, like, an animal in a cage. That was, like, unrelated. I'm like, you guys... It's an Ace Hardware that has popcorn and a mountain lion. Yeah, because, like, Ace Hardwares are independently owned, so... Yeah. But, dude, this place... You walk in, all this candy. They sell a bunch of toys and crap, vintage sodas... Then to the left, they had, like, it looked like a, a meat counter or a deli case at a grocery store, but it was just jerky. It was Jedediah's jerky. And it wasn't like you grab it yourself. They had a clerk, a jerky clerk. They must have had 80 uh, different flavors. And that's another... <laughs> another a jerk cool molly thing. Yeah, a jerk molly Exactly. <laughs> he was a jerk monger. But... Um, <laughs> What, that's another hats off I like, because I don't know if it's really just like the Southwest or the rest of the country, but anytime you're on the road and you leave the big city, the jerky game. Oh, it's on. ridiculous. It's <laughs> on, dude. It's like, dude, even just like AMPMs in a rural area will still have like fucking Jerry's jerky. And it's like yeah. thick slabs of like maple jalapeno. Yeah, and it's like three feet long and it's like $27. But yeah, just. Just an art, like an Arco station, will have it. But oh, they also have it slabs, like a, a side of a cow. Yeah, it's it like really foot looks by like three it's feet. Like a third of the cow. They, but <laughs> what about being in rural areas on the road brings jerky everywhere? Um, it's like because, and it's always like when you get into Arizona and New Mexico, it's all alien jerky, and bef- and it's yeah. And then like I remember like driving through Arizona, it's just dudes with their Ford parked next to a gas station, just selling it out of the back of their truck. Like it's Girl Scout cookies. I want I just want to know is like, is, do they do that in the Midwest? Is that in the South? Or are they well, if you, on you, peanuts? You take like the 126 out towards like, or the 101 towards like Santa Barbara, Ventura, you see like marmalade stands. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, because right. they're classier. So they're doing marmalade. Yeah. Yeah. Or they, there's one place on the 126. They do like honey where they have like the, the honeycomb that's between two sheets of plexiglass, so you can see the whole thing. Oh, all that. sweet! But you get you 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 go put your like mason jar underneath the spout, and honey just like slow pours into it. Ooh, I want to do that. that yeah, it's fucking, fucking rad. Great. It's like an hour from here. There's um, but also 
like, but if you're in New Mexico, instead of honey, it's just going to be like, oh, I got a smokehouse where I make my own jerky. Yeah, dude. It's just, oh, it's just, it got me thinking because I was so, I, I did get out of there quickly, but I had to look. All I bought was one soda. But this is how classy Eddie World is. All right. So I go into the bathroom. This bathroom is pristine. I had to, not to get too gross, but I had to drop a number two. Being on the road, I I ate some some Taco Bell, and uh, (laughs) I'm bad at the phone. But I've only seen this at like fancy steakhouses. But when you go into the stall, and it's an actual wooden stall, and it goes all the way to the ground, so you have complete privacy. Yeah, you know how most stalls there's like a two feet area where it's exposed, so it's completely closed off. Then I go to shut the door, I lock it. And it has a really strange bathroom handle that I've never seen before. I start reading the words under the bathroom handle. And before I even like get past the first word, I hear. Uh, and it's a super sanitary bathroom handle. And it shoots out a thing of saran wrap over the handle. Every time it locks, it refills with saran wrap handle. Yeah, dude. That Don't you think it would be just like just motion sensor? bad to the bathroom bone i think it's just the click of the lock but it's awesome because it's covid time it's this handle has nothing to do with the coronavirus oh yeah this was installed by the grace of some you know some guy's nice genuine heart yeah because i saw that once i was in uh i was in england in the airport and they had that but it was on the toilet seat where it like shot this layer of saran wrap oh yeah let's not compare ourselves to other countries i mean that's probably like the best bathroom in Korea in like the late 80s. But I mean, <laughs> come on. We've been had, had that <laughs> yeah, already. For Christ's sakes. Um, yeah, no, but that's that's always nice. That's what I love. Um, I forget what it's called. There's um, a truck stop down the Flying J. They have a, an iron skillet, which is like um, like a mom and pop golden corral. And oh. then they um, and then inside they have uh, like a, a movie theater that seats like six people. It's just like a five by five screen, but it's still set up like a theater seating. Yeah, for yeah. tired truckers. Yeah, and if it's empty, you just get to pick the movie. Like you just go in and just like play a DVD. But um, yeah, shout out to truck stops. We gotta make a. We can make a little, like a, a decent little trip, a single day, and hit like five amazing like SoCal road trip spots. Yeah, I mean, once this all blows over, we can do shows in those shithole towns. But it just got me thinking, like. I really want to open my own truck stop kind of because I've all like I've thought about just working the graveyard shift at 7-Eleven just for the fun of it, because (laughs) you're meeting people from all over who are traveling and it'd be really interesting. But the problem is they are always in the middle of nowhere. Like I always ask the like the mongoloid deformed clerk where they live, (laughs) because most of these truck stops, it's like there's not. There's not a domicile anywhere. It's like they're driving 40 miles just to get yeah. to this gas station. And the one thing I like, I've noticed, it's always really scary, like deformed people. But every once in a while, you'll hit a random truck stop and there's like a hot girl working. And you're just like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, Let me save oh, you. Like a Barstow 10, you know? Yeah. For, six, oh. but I'm always thinking, I'm like, you should, what are you doing? You should be a jerky model or be jerk you know be a model for flying j what are you doing working at a gas station yeah why are why are you working at a taco bell in hanford california i love you (laughs) so uh yeah that's it hats off to that actually i have one more thing you just reminded me you're talking about like weird truck stops and bathrooms i was in when i was a little kid it was like my dad and stepmom first started dating so they tried to do like a family bonding road trip you know and we were at some like little crappy diner somewhere in fucking Oregon and when in the men's bathroom it had an old-fashioned bathtub and like a a doll mannequin a lady mannequin wearing like a like kind of a sexy yeah dude this is a weird story the mannequin was wearing like a sexy dress and being like a seven-year-old kid I did the move (laughs) where I wanted to pull her shirt down to see if like it had boobies you know of but course, they had, they had it set up to the sensor. So the moment I touched the mannequin, a big alarm went off and it, the lady just started yelling, ah! don't touch me. Don't touch me. Get your hands Ugh. off me. And that was like the most probably the most embarrassed I've ever been in my life because I'm seven and I'm getting caught 
feeling up a mannequin, but they also have the sensor on it. So they know people are going to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So but yeah, just well, strange. at least you got it out of the way. So when you went back to the table and then like seven minutes later, your dad goes to the bathroom and you hear the same alarm go off. You're like, ah, <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. What are you doing? Right, let's so, hats off to Eddie world. Yeah. We spent a lot. Yeah. Of time. We're going to Eddie world. We're going to, uh, Everywhere that has uh, that was on that Power Glove movie, The Wizard. I won't even know if you say it. I don't. I don't know. Um, it's got the kid from fucking. Uh, what was his, what was his show? Well, Wonder um, Years. Wonder Years. That's it. Wonder Years. Kids. Fred. Little brother has autism. Fred Savage. Okay, so um, what do I got? Oh, I didn't want to do this, but I had to go slightly Corona related. So a um, due to a thing that's going on right now, all non essential. It's called the wizard. It's called the wizard. Told you, um, everybody. Um, everybody being shut down. Everybody non essential. Um, this guy who owns a strip club in Portland decides he's going to be proactive and keep everybody employed during this crisis. So he starts what he calls uh, Boober Eats. Oh God, that's such a lame all. name, and he must be so proud of that name. Oh. Hats off to uh, this gentleman. Hats off I to you, sir. Off to the name. So basically, he's basically um, the fat guy from Tiger King, who just owns like a couple bars and a couple strip clubs. Oh, with the weird haircut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got the same haircut as like the he owner like of Chucky. the Raiders. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but he's that had uh, to have been a wig, right? I don't, I don't know. Think that dude. was real. I don't think that was real hair. Dude, nobody in that documentary had a good hair situation. And that guy was so weird. He owned strip clubs, but then he had that weird toy store he was sitting in while being interviewed with a lemur in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super suspect. I think that's why he flipped. He just, the second he got a chance, he just flipped on everybody. He's like, yeah, I'll throw him down the river. He's like, you yeah, guys over, are over this documentary. A oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll believe that. What a fucking uh, puss. Do your time it, for your lemur. In the last episode, he's like, you guys are probably going to be finished with this, and I'm still going to be throwing people under the bus. Yeah, <laughs> like, chill, chill. He was proud of it, and he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have gone to jail for a lemur. Come on. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, what, a $500 ticket, and they take your monkey? Um, so this guy um, who owns a strip club in Portland is <laughs> – he is um, basically doing uh, delivery for whatever you want. So obviously he didn't have an app set up and developed before – uh, the coronavirus hit, so he's just take. He's having his. He's employing his bartenders now as receptionists. They're answering calls, and he says they they will drive as far as uh, they need to as long as you take care of the dancers who are now the delivery girls. So the bodyguards are now the drivers who drive the girls. What the to, girls can't drive themselves? That's weird. that's what I'm saying. But he's that's what I'm saying. It's a hats off because he's keeping everybody employed. Yeah, that is a really cool move, and it's it's innovative enough, you know. I, yeah, just, well, I don't like the name, but that's a good good thinking. Good on him. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. The security guards are the drivers. The girls are probably just like fully dressed until they get to the destination and they pull off their fucking their down jacket and you can see their pasties. And then they bring you your chicken wings or your fucking, I don't know, your bars of soap. Because there's also, I didn't see them <laughs> like narrow down what they'll bring to you. So he's like, yeah, we like to bring food. And like a lot of times um, we'll even bring um uh, obviously, they're keeping like their own kitchen still employed. So, like, but it's strip club food. So, you know, wings, grilled cheese, chicken strips. Uh, and then there's a... your house. But he's like, yeah, we'll also make stops if you need us to <laughs> just pick up like some tissues. Well, isn't that how Postmates started? Didn't wasn't it? Because I remember like a uh, I was with my sister one time and she just got a bunch of balloons delivered. I'm like, how the hell? She's like, Postmates. I, I Postmated these balloons. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what it worked. Honestly, I had this idea in, like, when I was in, like, eighth grade. I was like, why don't you just deliver everything? Yeah, like pink yeah, Pizza delivery. Like, why can't I just call somebody and they pick up, like, Burger King for me? And then, you know, I slept on that a little too long. <laughs> Way too long. I mean, by so, golly. So he, but he did develop an actual app? No, no, no. It's just, <laughs> you just call this strip club. And say you just give them your address and be like, yeah, I'm like 20 miles away. I'll I'll tip both of the ladies like 20 bucks. Well, I bet that article really helped because yeah, I did see that article as a national news article. So I mean, that's got to send businesses way. And Portland must have been hit especially hard because uh, 
there are more strip clubs in Portland than any other city in the United States. Well, it's also one of the most disgusting places I've ever been. Yeah, I've never been to Portland. Sanitation-wise, it's up there with like San Francisco and Seattle in terms of like when it gets grimy, it gets grimy, and they're kind of proud of it, you know? Yeah. Well, I just like, think ah. of it as being like full of hipsters and stuff, but no, yeah, but like um, they also like it's like the crust punk capital. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, train yeah. hoppers and all that like fucking keep portland weird they're like keep portland homeless you're like uh sure dude i mean it's a beautiful city i love portland but yeah don't it, they it does have this weird like proud to be scummy thing there's one place i always wanted to go i don't even know if it's still in business but when i was a little kid i was listening to love line and marilyn manson was the guest and he said i'm not really into strip clubs in my life but uh this one the women dance in like corrals like they're it's like stables. Um, yeah, they're like they're in stables. Every it's all separated where every they don't have a DJ. Everyone just brings in their own boombox. And then he said <laughs> that the restaurant is really good and you can get like a, an amazing steak. And then they put like <laughs> <laughs> and you know when you go to a petting zoo where you like put the quarter in and you get corn and you, yeah. you feed the deer. They have that, but it's like filled with candy and you like hand feed them skittles but i really <laughs> want to go for the steak and it just seems like a very interesting atmosphere yeah i honestly add it to the road trip to to eat a decent steak and make some poor girl dance to like afi <laughs> <laughs> just pick something that's terrible like nine inch nails you can't be sexy to <laughs> <laughs> or like just some new local portland band no one's ever heard of <laughs> i'm walking down the door you walking down the street i asking for your change I wonder how many outraged mothers are there going to be with this boober eats like the dad's doing it and the kid answers the door and the mom's just furious. Well, so, well, strip club food is already at a surcharge and then they add a thirty dollar delivery fee to Kate to, that they split between the two uh, dancers, dancer and the uh, driver. So each of them are making ten bucks and like minimum wage, I think, is nine mid nines. Yeah. Okay. Oregon, so you're you're making right about minimum wage, but it's better than nothing because, like, strippers are like um, like hairstylists, you know, where they kind of just rent a spot. Oh or, you yeah, know, or okay. masseuses, yeah. like super. You go into supercuts and you just pay them like two hundred dollars a week to to have that chair. Yeah, they're leasing their chair. Yeah, so when the strip club goes out of business, it's like comedians do that. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, I work these three clubs. Yeah, you know, yeah. on the professional level. Well, uh, hats off to you. That's about them. Eats. Back to you, bud. All right, I got a gloves off. Gloves all. This one goes out to uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. They okay. first off, this was a People's People magazine article. What made me mad is the headline said. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry moved to L.A. And I didn't like that because um, they put Meghan Markle first. Um, he's a fucking <laughs> prince. And no one would know who Meghan Markle is if it wasn't for him. Like, she was an actress, but no one knew who she was. No one knew her name before that. No one watches Suits, dude. Yeah. And so that even, yeah, even if people did watch Suits, like, okay, one show, big deal. So... Uh, royalty should get their names first. This isn't a gender thing, in my opinion. It's just yeah. he's a prince. We, I've known about Prince Harry my whole life. But gloves off to them moving to fucking L.A. They leave the royal family. And, like, in my mind, if you're going to bail on the royal family, you need to move to, like, Vermont and start tapping maple syrup and have a cool roadside mm -hmm. store or, like, decide you want to start farming and get some chickens and goats. But Yeah, you exactly. You don't move to fucking L.A. And Meghan Markle's one of those people where um, I don't know much about her. I know she's from L.A. Um, my fr I have a friend who went to high school with her who said she was kind of weird. But she's one of those people who, when you look in her eyes, you see crazy. You see, like, yeah. bad news. Like, that's the kind of girl, like, if I saw her at a bar and I wanted to go hit on her, I would say hi, see her eyes and say good day. oh yeah oh good yeah day. you're not worth it you're gonna um put bad things into my life and what else and no, it's just 
what like you said uh, when because when they first announced they were leaving and like um dispatching themselves of royal duties as they said they they mentioned they might move to canada because it's part of the commonwealth and i was like oh that makes sense but i pictured them at like in like whistler you know running like a pizza place yeah or like like i, I imagine like prince harry being like becoming a ski instructor or something yeah like, but it's not a 90s comedy they're just gonna move to la and get like a real housewives of fucking well, an ex-prince that's what pisses me off because i'm thinking that um that megan markle because when she joined the royal family she had a before she joined it she had a lifestyle blog and she had to shut down her lifestyle blog and all yeah when you hear lifestyle blog that's someone i don't like um but she had to shut down all her social media and her lifestyle blog and i guarantee harry this was not his idea to leave she manipulated him and convinced him to leave and now she's going to be able to start up her social media and i feel like she's going to try to do like the chrissy teigen thing you know like yeah 100 percent. i'm the wife of a famous person no one would ever know who i am if it wasn't for um my husband but i clap you know? back on twitter yeah but like i don't want to knock chrissy teigen actually i don't know her anymore but she went to my high school so you know we we're i knew her in high school she Can't at least she at least has somewhat of a personality and yeah yeah, yeah. she's at least like real like she'll cuss at people on instagram you're like oh that's tight yeah, I like that. And she she's just cool in high school. Like she I don't remember her ever being mean to anyone or anything. So, she's going to Mar- Markle's is going to try to go the uh Chrissy Teigen route. I'm sure the route where of no I would never have any social media following if it wasn't for my spouse. Yeah. She's going to be like a judge on like The Voice in 2 years. Yeah, yeah one of those like things where it's like that weird like fourth tier celebrity where you're like, "Oh, you were famous for like 20 minutes 8 years ago and now you're uh you know, replacing Nick Cannon on America's Got Talent. Yeah, you're you're the replacement host because it turns out CeeLo's a sexual predator and we have to get rid of him. So, hey, uh, Jeremy, mute yourself, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so, uh, Are you giving yeah. us info? No, I think he was, telling, <laughs> he was telling the other super producer something. Oh, okay. But yeah, so yeah, Can't I don't want to knock me. Chrissy. I think she's at least has some content to share and has some, uh, you know, some, uh, what's the word? Some, you know, funny things on social media. She has yeah. something to say. But I mean, she was like, she was like the Duchess, Duchess of Wessex, which is like where like, it's where Vikings landed, dude. Like, and you think you're going to like one up that? Yeah. And you want to leave so you can, I mean, but now she has clout, so she'll get acting roles now. And, you know, not based on her talent. Now, I don't and, even know if she wants to be an actress. She just wants attention. And she's she's she can, like, go around being an actor. You know what I mean? She just yeah. wants the attention. If she can kind of skip the step of being an actress now and just go straight to, like, oh, I make my own baby food blog and thinks people are into her because she's actually interesting and not because she just got some, like... She's a hot chick, and she just did that. Yeah, she's really... I don't even think she's that hot. And and also, it's the royal family. Well, like, I'm just putting her in every, the category of Every hot. one of our mothers is, like, obsessed with the royal family. They, they're, they're, like, classic tabloid people. It's like the Kennedys and the royal family. Yeah, everybody's interested until their mom crashes into a fucking tunnel, and everybody's like, ah, look the other way on that one. No more... <laughs> let's not be interested in the, in, in the royal family killing the fucking princess because she dated a brown guy. The uh, we'll have to fact check that whether or not she was murdered, but uh, maybe that's it. Maybe the royal family doesn't like muddying up the blood, so they're like, Hey, leave the family, but announce it like it was your decision, so we don't have to crash you into a tunnel. I really do think it was Megan's decision based on her eyes, but um, one thing I do like about uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, their son's name is Archie. I do like that for a kid's name or any, just a name. Archie is a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. That is a cool, I'm, I'm thinking you got to go back to like, you got to go classic names. Um, no name for like our generation. You can't name your kid, anything that didn't already exist before 1950. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, it's all like, it's all Braden, Hayden, Jaden, Creighton. Um, and like, it's all like olive and, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a turnaround. Names are insane right now. Um, now it's it's going to go classic. Like I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen a trend like starting in the last like maybe a year where everybody's going like Hank, Charlie, 
Yeah, I'm probably going to name my son David if I ever reproduce, which probably won't happen. But all right, all right. actually, that's yeah. not true. This is one of my bits, but I'm I want to name my son Grandpa, and I'm not because <laughs> I want to name my kid after my grandpa. But I do do it on stage, but I'm not joking at all. I'm dead serious. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm going to go with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> Peter. Classic. Yeah, I, my kids are going to be named after angels or uh, baseball players from the 40s. <laughs> name him Hank. I like the name Hank. That's a good name. This is, yeah, this is my son, um, Matthew, um, Michael, Peter, and then my son, the babe. <laughs> <laughs> this is my youngest, Sultan of SWAT. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what do you get? Shit, what, what are we doing time-wise? I have no idea. Oh, I got one I can skip. Do. Also, we got a fan send in, sent in a gloves off. We got to acknowledge that one. Oh, which one was that? It was uh, gloves off to people who uh, are starting just Corona podcasts and muddy oh. waters. Hi. Turn that down. Oh, fucking Christ. Um, yeah, it's... Well, I, I get it. I get it. But also, yeah, hey, me too. Chill. I'm tempted to do it. Like even uh, I see a lot of people I like. Our pal Keenan is doing Corona videos, and I I have uh, I have the desire to do it, especially when I was back in Hollywood because I was way more bored. At least like yeah, today I got to play in the snow and yeah, yeah. When you can get out and about, but also it's just like entertain yourself. You know, read a book. There's so much like just start a new show. No, yeah, because because you do like I I. I bat it around for like 20 minutes and then I'll just organically come across somebody doing it on Instagram or YouTube. And I'm like, nope, that's why I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of people doing it for sure. I don't want to jump or, yeah, jump on the bandwagon. And it's like, for the most part, they're all pretty boring. You know, they're not very good. It's boring because we're living in a boring time right now for the next foreseeable for the foreseeable future. Well, that's what I was trying to look up, like just content for this program and usually i get like 10 things and i'll weed it down to like four two hats off two gloves off but like this week i couldn't find anything that wasn't at least like tertiarily related to the goddamn coronavirus oh absolutely same with me i mean i was going on to some like i started just going to subreddits looking for stuff which is not <laughs> where i source stuff normally and i was like huh can i use this uh well this happened or i was looking at stuff i'm like this happened six years ago yeah why not let's do this one yeah, let's give an update uh what are we on time wise sorry a little over 40 minutes. A little over 40? Okay, so... Yeah, so. gloves off to you, Corona podcasters. Get some original ideas like us. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, hey, Corona podcasters, don't, um... Don't steal our ideas and just uh, regurgitate them five weeks later and act like you don't listen to the pod, John Oliver. <laughs> Sucker! All right, um... So I got one... It's not that interesting. I think I should just do the news update. Do you have anything left, Spencer? Yeah, I got something left. All right, you go then. I got a little quick one. I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna do something about my what something about me today, but I got a quick one because I I just found this late in the game. I've been a, I'm semi obsessed with Aaron Carter and have spoken about him on the podcast, of course, uh, numerous times. And he's done a lot of scams where he did a GoFundMe or he sold a bunch of merch and never sent, literally sent no one their sweatshirts, not a single person. He recently stole in someone's art and put his face over it and used it for an <laughs> album cover. And the artist is like, dude, what the hell? What the hell? And he hasn't responded. He has his brother has a restraining order against him. He basically is broke, has no money. He has a lot of mental issues and he's on drugs. Shocker. I saw today he sent a photo on Twitter of him in his underwear that said, go to my fans only page tonight at whatever time, nine o'clock. So now he's doing like cam girl shit. He's doing dicks? Oh, is I that guess. the picture you sent us? Yeah, that's Aaron Carter. No fucking way. He's so going to bone? He, so he's doing what like 19-year-old uh, girls who are tatted up and hate their dads do in Seattle. They're doing the cam girls. He's doing cam girl stuff. Cam boy. And then well, let he's, me tell you about <laughs> he's scamming people on the can't on OnlyFans too because I saw a bunch of comments that were like, "You're just putting the same photos you had on Twitter onto fans only, and you're charging us for it." 
It's better than him actually fucking on his fans only. I'm sure he'll just be jerking it, but he's the photo is him on his back. He has a six pack, so he's working out, uh, holding his crotch. And he's just lost his mind. If he's going to fan, fans only, he needs money because he's doing a GoFundMe right now. Um, he's just, oh, he's just so sad and awful and a horrible person. And Dude, I, I'm on, I'm on his Twitter right now, and he's two hours ago he posted a 20 second video where he just yells. Yeah, he's just yelling, and then he just takes a swig of a two liter of Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> And all his all his comments are great because it's like the three women who are still fans of his, and then everyone else just being completely real. Like he's like, "Hey, dude, you stole my beats for that song you put out on YouTube. That's my beat. Like <laughs> I have proof." And he'll just be like, "So what? I made it better." Like he's doing like the Vanilla Ice. Like I did an itty bitty ting. He's yeah. The comments are unreal. He would, just um, goes dun 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. But yeah, the, the people really harass him online, send him a lot of hate, but it's all warranted because he's like Corey Feldman, where you're like, is he a bet? Is it him or is it because of his horrible childhood and uh, hanging out with Lou Pearlman? Or... Yeah, that's I would say that's the leading cause is his mother feeding him to the boy band system. Yeah, because that's wild. I mean, to have well, he has a he has a. a he has an especially heinous case because his mother was already was already well aware because of Nick Carter. Yeah, and uh, and he was in the shadows. Like Aaron Carter had his time. He did that cover of "I Want Candy." Disney Channel was pretty into him. He had a, he was on an episode of Liz McGuire, but he never got to the heights of Nick Carter. And Nick Carter is still making millions because he can still tour with Backstreet Boys. Yeah, they're still doing like those cruises for thirty-seven-year-old women. Yeah. And I mean, they still like I think they just played the Staples Center. So there's, you know, they're they're able to do the reunion thing and make money. And Aaron Carter's probably on his like has three mortgages out on his hot in his Hollywood fucking bungalow. <laughs> uh, he's but still less scary than Jeremy Beam right now. <laughs> but there's there's a bunch of stuff. Look at this. This guy's re- someone asked, hey, are you or Nick going to be unmasked on the Masked Singer? And this the guy replies, oh, he's certainly getting unmasked soon. A.K. exposes a serial women abuser, <laughs> serial, serial dog abuser, serial fan scammer and having a sick sexual interest in underage fans. Can't wait to see the FBI unmask him. He's a danger to himself, his family and society. Wait, Apparently, who said this? A fan comment or not a fan, a Twitter person, and I say uh, the opposite of a fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I misspoke. But there is people have been saying that he's beating that he abuses his dog, and I guess his girlfriends. So I don't think this is far off. I do think a lot of this is true. Yeah, and, probably. I, th- I remember Aaron Carter like a couple months ago. Somebody's like, "Hey, give us a fun fact about your brother." Yeah, Aaron. He, someone tweeted at Aaron Carter. Give us a fun fact about your brother Nick, and he just go. I'll give you a hint. He's a pedophile. <laughs> oh, that is so funny, but not funny. And, <laughs> and also on that, I, I just sent you guys that Twitter of uh, of him chugging the Coca Cola. <laughs> he's uh, he's got the um, what is it? The filter on for face tattoos, but he's already got a bunch of shitty face tattoos, so they're just <laughs> doubled over. Oh, I didn't know there was a face tattoo filter. All right. I can't. I'm not. I'm watching it, but I'm not doing audio because the pod. But uh, yeah, so Aaron Carter, gloves off. I'm so sorry. Whatever happened to you? <laughs> Sad existence. <laughs> and at least like you're in the. I just saw an article that he shared where it was like celebrities with face tattoos. So he's with uh, Mike Tyson, Aaron <laughs> Carter. And then uh, I don't remember the other guy's name, but he's really famous. Uh, Justin Bieber. I didn't know he had a post. Oh, you got Post too. Malone. Um, you got... Uh, the the, uh, the Mexican one guy gangster with the, in Training Day who all yeah, plays that, uh, gangsters. The guy with the braids who's just the cartel member in every movie. That'd be a cool gig. I like that. Like, hey, we need a scary cholo gangster. Like Tuco. Tuco is in Training Day. He's just always... Yeah. Tuco from Breaking Bad. Um, fuck, I'm trying to think of that guy's name. No, you know what's one? Uh, Clifton Collins. You know that actor? You'll know if you look up his name. face. 
Yeah, yeah. If you see his face, you'll be like, oh, that guy. Because he can play. He plays like a Southern guy. He'll play like a a Cajun guy. He'll play like a a New York lawyer. And then all of a sudden, he's like a cartel member. You're like, this guy has got to be the most versatile motherfucker I've ever seen. Yeah, that that is cool when people do that. Or I like uh, the guy who always plays Russian people. He's in John Wick, and he's also in Armageddon. Oh, uh, uh, Russian Stormare? space station. And he's like, I think he's Swedish or something. But yeah, pure Stormare. Yeah, this guy, the Shield, Westworld, he's got. Yeah, a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, Aaron Carter, I'm sorry. Also, you're. <laughs> <your bag. laughs> yeah. Um. Everybody, catch up on um. What was it? Uh, Marriage Boot Camp Family Edition. I got. All, I've still never seen that. I, yeah. I need to watch it. I I've, wish that was I on Netflix. Was on Netflix, dude. No, it's not even on their website. You have to just pay a dollar per episode or two dollars an episode on fucking iTunes. Ah, shit. Yeah, I watched an episode and I was like, God damn it, I just, this is not the time for this kind of expense, Mr. Feldman. I, yeah, that's how I feel. Uh, I want to, yeah, I want to watch, uh, I might do it, but our friend Tuesday Thomas, I, her, she, you know, part of her act is she was on Botch, and I found her episode on iTunes. I'm like, I could, I've never seen Botch, but it would be way cooler when it's an actual friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, all right, are we ready? Yeah, dude, I've been waiting. I You posted something about it a few days ago, a teaser, and I have been salivating. Okay, so can I get that uh, devil hole drop? World premiere. It's now time for the fucking devil hole news. You thought so, you heard all the drops. You haven't. We got yeah. new ones. Oh, we still got some in the bag, baby. Um, so this is not necessarily a devil hole, but possibly a topic of interest. Because I'm making, I got a little map going of where all the uh, possible suspected sides. So far, we had that Arkansas volleyball hole. There's one in Wisconsin, which might just be, you know, Yellowstone related. And then you got that one in Gary, Indiana. So on this road trip, we can also route ourselves through Pueblo. Colorado. Oh, which, I'm, cl- I'm close to Colorado right now, dude. I might take I a might, trip. Yeah, myself. I might send you out as a remote correspondent, dude. <laughs> this can, So uh, just a quick Google search, you'll find that uh, Pueblo, Colorado has no shortage of paranormal activity. Oh, interesting. I, didn't and know, if you, I don't know much about it, but... Well, it's, it's an old west town. You just have to imagine, you know, it's got ghost town, cowboy graves, old graveyards, you know what I mean? That kind of hotel that like Jesse James robbed at one point or something. Yeah, ex- yeah, it's, it's an old ass place, um, and then also like it's it used to be part of Mexico, like it's that old. So you have like weird architecture, and um, it's kind of East meets West in terms of the United States and like culture versus the frontier. Um, and there's just a lot of weird anomalous paranormal activities. And if you guys go to the Hats Off Gloves Off uh, Hogo Pod Instagram. Uh, there's a photo of uh, Pueblo's leading forensic paranormal investigator. Yes, he's just wearing jean shorts and uh, vaping in the middle of a graveyard. This oh, that's got... him. He's the investigator. Yeah. yeah, he's the investigator. Lead forensic paranormal <laughs> investigator. He's got forensics, people. Um, yeah, he's not exactly Gil Grissom from CSI, but I'm sure he's got a hunch or two. So this dude... Um, I'm sure you might have heard this story. Um, on the west side of town um, in Pueblo, a McDonald's. Uh, the night shift was getting off. They were trying to leave. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, they get off at like 3, 3.30 in the morning, right? So one of them goes to leave. They open the door to the parking lot, and they hear screaming, like blood-curdling screaming. So she goes and gets another employee. She's joined by all the employees um, getting off. And they open the door, and there's just blood-curdling screaming, along with a weird, guttural, unknown language, and a demonic barking, they said. Oh, I, demonic barking sounds scarier than screaming. <laughs> exactly. That, um, that gave me chills. So these people got off McDonald's, work, work at McDonald's at 3.30 in the morning, and they decided to stay another like three hours until the sun started coming up, because they wouldn't even go to their cars under police escort. They were so scared. There was really cops came? Yeah, cops came, and the cops couldn't find the source of it. Oh. So daddy did a little digging, right? Um, 
leading suspect on Spencer? I just assumed you've heard the tales of La Llorona. No. Oh, <laughs> I was almost sure. Do tell. So La Llorona, she's basically this Mexican folklore, right? So she was um, from a very poor village somewhere in Mexico. Oh, I okay, yeah, I know, I know about this. Lady. Some rich, yeah, for, for the, the fans, for the fans. So this rich dude comes into town, and she's the most beautiful, most classy, most graceful lady anybody had ever seen. This rich dude comes to town, and they woo each other easily. With it. he's charming and rich, she's just super hot. <laughs> they check all the boxes, right? She's kind of nice. She, you know, she's a sweet lady. She, you know, he kisses her on the hand, and she blushes. She's not a dick about it. So they have a chemistry. They hit it off, and they have like three or four kids. But as she gets older, um, he keeps going on the road for business and w- what have you. And then eventually he comes back to town with a younger lady. So she takes her kids down to the river and drowns them all. But then her husband comes back to town. He says, if you ever want me to get back with you, you got to find the kids. So she goes down to the riverbed and searches for her kids. But the river's clearly taking them all away. So she's spent, uh, <laughs> uh, she's doomed, I guess, to spend eternity wandering the riverbanks, searching for her kids' souls, screaming her children's names. So I look, I go on Google Maps. I go to the, um, the McDonald's here. I got it up here. What is, well, okay, first of all, not only is the goddamn uh, McDonald's Entirely encircled with churches. Like, oh, really? Yeah, and an, an anomalous amount of churches. Because <laughs> um, you do you you pan out to all of Pueblo, and there's maybe fifty churches. I'd say like ten of them surround this McDonald's, and then another ten like a little bit further out. But it is oh, on the so edge of town. A, that's strange. And about a half mile away from this McDonald's is an old frontier cemetery. And then what is halfway between the cemetery and the McDonald's? A river. Ooh. So Whoa. I don't want to come at your boy that I posted on a, what's his name? Uh, let me Hunky see. Mick, uh, I want to fuck him. Christopher Lucero, who, who has a sick mullet, by the way. Well, um, he just looks so sad. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a ghost hunter. He only sees darkness. So I don't want to put him on blast. Perhaps if we roll into town, we can team up. But just here sitting on my computer, I think I solved the goddamn case. Well, he looks um, like he was already at that McDonald's. Like, they didn't even have to call him. <laughs> he was just in the back eating 14 filet of fish sandwiches, being healthy. Yeah, the cops dial paranormal investigator. And he's just he's just sitting at a booth in the corner. You see her phone <laughs> ring? Hello? Hello? He hears himself in the background. He's like, holy shit, you're here? Exactly. Yeah, where else am I going to get a McRib at 3 in the morning? Um, so, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, case is solved by yours truly, probably. We yeah, need to dude, get you some... need to get a little money sent your way for that, because you did oh, yeah. that all through the internet. Well, no, well, well, first of all, we have to go to the city, uh, meet the mayor, I assume, uh, get some kind of rapport started. But um, definitely, you and I are going to be wearing dusters, um, oh, shotguns. I've always wanted to wear a duster, dude. Shotguns with rock salt in it, and like, uh, you know, just general things that, to fight apparitions. You know, um, of course, we might need Christopher Lucero's help. Um, you know, just general tips and tricks. This isn't our field. I'm just, you know, an online investigator, and he's more on the paranormal side. But you cover like your windowsills and salt, and demons can't get in. I know that kind of stuff. Um, so I think we track down. If also, I might just find out who these employees are. Do a little digging on Twitter. I got nothing else to do, and just Facebook message them and ask them about what happened. Dude, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, How, it'd be hard getting their names, but oh, that would be awesome. No, no, I could just find it. I'm sure they like list. You know, they probably like add it as their work on Facebook, and then you can just kind of ask around virtually. Um, but La Llorona seems to be the prime suspect. Absolutely, I, I, dude, case solved. <laughs> stamp on the case file solved just yeah, you and i sure you and i roll into fucking pueblo colorado both dressed like van helsing with like a crossbow and a shotgun like first of all we need to talk to the mayor and the town's best detective <laughs> paranormal paranormal 
forensic. We need forensic. Yeah, we're not going to show up just like Ghostbusters. We're, we actually, we do actually, you know, do something. I'm going to have a duster, but I'm going to also, ha- I'm going to have a super soaker filled with water and salt. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also a super soaker filled with milk, just in case they're the Ernest, Ernest. Scared Stupid Monsters. Stupid, yeah. <laughs> that movie genuinely scared me when I was a little kid, just because it was gross. Like, all that milk and stuff was gross. Oh, yeah, I showed Hannah some clips of it, like, not too long ago. And it's so weird when, like, the kids just, like, come to visit him in, like, an auto body shop. And he's just dressed like an old lady and then a Viking. Yeah, <laughs> just I need to rewatch tell it. tell you something, kids. Oh, you know who else um, the Tiger King reminds me of is Jim Varney. <laughs> yeah, he does. He seems a Jim like Varney a Jim Varney character. Like, literally, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, we, we don't have time, but we, I think next week we should spend a little time on the Tiger King. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll dedicate a little time. Because um, it was just, that was too good. It was one of those, like, once I saw how popular it was, I didn't want to like it. But, yeah, I mean, I do that 30 too. seconds in, you are down. He just has, it's like, oh, God. Yeah, we, we'll get into it next week. But, man, it is good. Yeah, and then maybe maybe we'll just do a, a, an entertainment, like, media touchdown. Do a bonus up Because I'm a, we're like Yeah, give some movie suggestions, a book suggestion. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got to do that Watership Down book report coming in the future. Dude, I haven't started it because I uh, I went to one of those little free libraries and I they had the Book of Mormon in it. Obviously, I'm in Utah. And so yeah. I just started reading the Book of Mormon. I never read it. Oh, it's all good. Um, just let me know when you're done. And I'll, I'll go through like Spark Notes and refresh myself. We'll cover that. Um, the Outsider, we're halfway through and I, something, better ha- something better happen. Like it's, it's well done and everything, but it's like... Th- if, if I wasn't trapped in my home, I wouldn't still be watching this. Oh, I did. Because the first episode I thought was great. Two, yeah. I was like, yeah, that was fine. Get, two, I was like, give me some fucking information. Cut it out. But I enjoyed it. I like that uh, character. I enjoyed it. But I wasn't super happy at how it ended. It just, it, it was, the show's very suspenseful. And then the finale didn't feel very suspenseful. It was no, good. No, I get it. But, uh. Oh, I got to just give one real quick gloves off. I didn't, I totally forgot about this, but, uh, so it was snowing a lot today. I built this, uh, monster snowman. It was humongous. Like it was so, it was so big that, uh, check out, uh, Hogo pod. Cause, uh, Mitch was there in spirit. He did a little, uh, I think I, no, I put that on my personal fill up Photoshop magic, but this thing was so big that I had to build a ramp out of snow just to roll the ball up (laughs) so we literally built a 12 foot snowman then we noticed it was tip we went back inside it was tipping so much that we went and rebuilt it we we spent like another hour and a half rebuilding it so it'd be structurally sound and you're like breaking out calipers yeah it would actually stand for a few days then we all go inside we're making pizza we're having a good time we look outside some motherfucking kids knocked it over. It's oh, they yeah. destroyed it. No, that's what. Snow, no, but I grew up like in Tashby where it snows, and that's part of the fun of it. Is you like in the morning you go out with your kids and everybody makes a snowman, and then when you turn twelve, it becomes hey, let's walk around this this neighborhood and just fuck up all these snowmen all these children have made. Yeah, so I get it's, it. It's like it's like a self feeding like fun winter thing. And I'm pissed though because I wanted to uh, the the kid. The like thirteen year old Lincoln, he has a he has the Lord of the Rings replica sword, and I'm fixing it right now because it's janky. So I'm JB welding it, and I told him, <laughs> I told him, I'm like, once we build it, let's decapitate it with your sword. Yeah. But then he was so proud of the work we did, he didn't want to, and then sure enough, some other kids did it. So if you don't take his head off, somebody will. I'm gonna beat the fuck out of a you. You said you were fixing his sword. I, th- I just pictured you like. With like a welding mask on, with like an anvil <laughs> hammering the sword. You're like, I'm just JB welding it. You just mix yeah. part A and part B. It's just a little epoxy. Yeah. So, um, yeah all right, that's it. Was... Bunch of teasers and a bunch of content this week. I really episode, that episode is. Oh, uh, uh, Spencer, what were your topics, real quick? Before I got you on the line. <laughs> During the episode? Yeah, sure. No, let's end it. Let's end it. Well, we can just cut the recording. All right, hats off, gloves off. I love you. Thank you, you guys.